Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always. What's up, Galvis? What's going on, brother? We got another episode this week of the Complete Player Podcast. I know Wilson's, Wilson's got a quote for us from Kevin Samuels. We're also going to talk about the, uh, the draft, the NFL draft for, for the men out there. Uh, about why GMs or coaches or owners, they try to get too cute with their picks and they don't just go for the safe pick, um, you know. Uh, and then, but first, we're going to talk about toxicity, which is a word that is thrown out a lot these days, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what makes a woman toxic? And, yeah, we're here to, and, we're, and we're here to talk about, like, the small stuff, right? Like, the everyday things that women buy, that women wear, that women do, that women say, that makes them toxic. And for the guys that are listening out there, if, you're just, if you just want to fuck them, by all means, please. But. Right. So you can so, look at these as, uh, as, as red flags. Um, exactly. Basically, things that if you see these these signs in a woman, you should steer clear of her. Um, the uh, manosphere quote of the week uh, comes from Kevin Samuels, uh, and that quote is, "Who, by the way, is taking the, is taking over the internet?" That's right. Kevin Samuels right now is the is the hottest the, thing on uh, for the red pillars right now. Yeah, I like to say that that Kevin Samuels is the uh, the hero. Is the new Patrice O'Neill the hero that the manosphere needed? You know, yes, like how they say that you know in the Dark Knight they said Batman was the hero that Gotham they were the hero that, that the Manitou deserved. You know, the ba- Batman was the hero that Gotham deserved. Yes, and that's he, is, he is. He is. He is the. He is the modern day kryptonite for the toxic women out there. That's right. And so <laughs> uh, Kevin Sant was recently was on the um the Joe Button podcast, and he said the following. I quote: He said, "Black women." have been held apart from the consequences or accountability for their actions. Um, and I think, I think it can tie in together, you know. Um, but, but basically, I look at it as, uh, you know, I mean, that's the truth. I think it doesn't just apply to, um, to black women. I think that it applies to... Um, women in general. Women in general, yeah. All, all races of women in, uh, in Western culture. Um, which is that we've created a society that basically it's like a, you know, a no fault, uh, like fairy, like, you know, like candy land for women, you know, where they, uh, they can do, much- do what they want, say what they want and nobody holds them accountable. You know, just like, I think we spoke about it where abortion, right? Mm-hmm. A woman has every right to say no to abortion, mm-hmm. but then put the, uh, the uh, the uh, child support on a man, so the man right. has no say whether the woman should or shouldn't have it. But then he has. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't want it, but the woman wants it, now he needs to have the financial burden of the child support. That's right. And my my position on abortion has always been, you know, uh, you know, it's not really so much like a moral position. It's more. It's always been more so like what you just said, like where it's just not fair, you know. It's not fair that women are are able to, you know, get out of there, you know, if it was a mistake or you know it's something that they wish they could take back, you know, when they have a kid, they were being irresponsible and they're able to to get out of it through, via abortion 
but a man doesn't have a right to deny paying child support if he, you know, if he doesn't want to pay child support, if he doesn't want to be a parent, you know. Exactly. Uh, and, I, and, I, see, you know, and we need more presidents and governors like Donald Trump. See, this is what I never understood. Mm-hmm. Men should have been all in for Donald Trump. Forget the racial bullshit that Trump would sometimes say. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a man, you, we need presidents and governors like Trump to have our backs. That's right. Uh, you know? And that's, that's one of the main reasons that they didn't, even before he got into office, that, like they didn't want him in there in the, in the, you know, like they were all, like when he was first, like when he was first running, and then when he got the nomination, you know, they were already going crazy because they recognized that he's the type of guy who he's not going to, uh, you know, b- bow down to the wishes and the whims of like feminism, you know. Yeah, and he's not going to be, a, and he's not going to be a pushover either. That's right. Trump is a man's man, and that's what he represented. And that's why, from the very beginning, they were so far against him because he represents like a, he represented a complete pushback against the leftist feminism you know, ideals, that ideology, that, that power structure, you know, um, uh, and, you know, especially in the black community, it's gotten, you know, it's, um, it's so far out of, uh, control with, you know, 70% of, you know, households being led by women. And it's just been so long. If you watch Kevin Samuel, if you watch his, um, his, his Instagram lives and, you know, his, his YouTube streams or whatever, and you see where he has these women on and each time it's a woman who, it's just the, it's just the bad ideas, you know, the bad ideas that have been built up over generations because a lot of time, you know, it started in the sixties, so it's passed down from generation to generation. Women who weren't married, you know, there was no man in the home, and then it's just you know it's up, you know, it's, it's just women. The women are just free to just have their own, like I said, bad ideas. Everything is their way. They're like despots or dictators. Yeah, and you they know? can, and they can. We spoke about this last week, I believe, where they can. They can cry sexual assault, sexual misconduct, um, harassment. They can just do, they can just throw all these things out, all these um, accusations, whether they're right or wrong. And the guy's name is, gets smeared before even having like a fair trial or anything like that. Yeah, it, it just happened again with Lil Mosey, the rapper who uh, he had yeah. a hit a couple of years ago called Blueberry Fago. He's out of Washington, and he's wanted for rape in Washington. And I was reading the, um, you know, the news report on it, and the girl admitted that she basically she, she admitted that she had sex with him, so she had sex with him, with him, with him once, and then she got raped later on. This is, you know, this is like, well, what sense is that? I mean, you obviously know who you're hanging out with. I mean, I don't want to rehash exactly. It's exactly the same thing we were talking about last week, you know. But basically, what it is is, you know, whatever she wanted to get out of that exchange. She didn't get out of it, and now she's calling, you know, rape, and that's what we call um, buyer's remorse. You know, a lot of them will do that. Um, but I don't want to spend too much more time, you know, just you know, going over stuff we already talked about. Uh, yeah. I know Galvis wanted to talk about, um, like I said, those those red flags, like those signs, those things in women that you that you uh, should stay away from. You know, those things that you see that are, like he said, signs of toxic uh, toxicity. Um, yeah. I guess for me, for me, number one is their social media page. If mm-hmm. they're out here promoting their their boobs and their ass and they're shaking it and they're just doing all kinds of 
thought shit, then that for me is the biggest red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they're promoting themselves to, to men. And do you really want a woman? Now, like, I, like we said, if you're just looking to smash these broads, then by all means, what does it matter? But if you generally, if you like this woman and you want to have some sort of a, a relationship with this girl, but she has these red flags, stay the hell away from them. For me, number one is their social media, how she presents herself on social media. Yeah. What's um, your number one red flag? Well, my number one, and Kevin Sands was just talking about this, but he was talking about how, you know, black women don't smile. You know, if you, know, if you go out, and, and all minds will kind of, you know, relate to one another, but if you go out and you see a woman and she's like, she seems like a, like a serious woman, you know, you might be at the grocery store, you might be at the coffee shop, whatever, and she seems like unfriendly, you know, unapproachable. Um, I think that could be a red flag uh, because women are supposed to, you, you would expect women to smile and be friendly and be, uh, you know, give off that air of uh, femininity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you don't see that, uh, that's a chance that you could be dealing with a woman who, if you get in a relationship with her, it's going to be every day, it's, you know, she's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like playing for a big saber or something like that. <laughs> hmm. It's going to be a doom and gloom. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I don't know why. Now, if unless they're already in a relationship with their man, then that's fine. But if they're like, if they're out with just their girlfriends, if they have big, long, fake eyelashes, mm-hmm. stay away. That's toxic. Yeah. Um, any, you know, the eyelashes are, you know, a lot of makeup, anything that, that says, like, look or anything, at me. anything very excessively revealing in their outfit. That's right. Because that's, that's, she's trying to draw extra, you know, added attention um, to herself. You would, you would ideally, if you're looking for a girlfriend or a wife, you'd be looking for a girl who's more, a little bit more modest, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit less, uh, less showy. Yeah. Like, you know? think about it. And see, here's the thing you gotta, you have, to, as a man, you have to see the, the, the writing on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. If you meet a girl at a club and she's dressed like a whore, Mm-hmm. And you start to date this girl. Well, how do you think you met her? Yeah, she's gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of woman she is, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, or if or if you find if you if you see her if you met her at the club and she was drunk, well, guess what? Most likely she's gonna do that with you too. And I don't know if you want your girlfriend or your wife going to clubs and bars, getting drunk with their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. You don't and, want that. Right. And like now, you that's said, not to say, that's not to say she won't go out with you and do that. If she goes out with you and do that and does that, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but if that's how you met her, you know, it's kind of like, um, I always reference Jersey shore for those of you who watched it. When, when Gianni, finally starts dating Snooky 
they even tell her, like, why are you getting so upset that she's dressed like a slut and she's out getting drunk every night? That's how you met her. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're in a relationship with her and you're trying to change her. It's not going to happen. Especially if you're a guy, if you guys remember the kind of guy Gianni was, where he was Mm -hmm. very reserved. He was very family oriented. You know, you can't take a girl like Snooki back to your parents. It's like, uh huh. It's the same thing as, uh, you know, when you have women who, you know, they'll date, you know, they only date certain types of guys. This once again goes back to, to black women, but it can also apply to uh to other races of women, just not as you know, not as much. But you know, like black women only date drug dealers, gangbangers, players, you know, guys like that. You know, uh, you know, if it's a certain type of girl like in LA, you know, they date athletes, you know, girls like that or, or rappers, whatever. And then they'll turn around and they'll go well, you know, all men are dogs when that doesn't work out. But all the signs were there that this guy you were dealing with in the first place was not going to be some loyal, faithful guy. You know, exactly. This is a guy. This is a high value guy who, who, you know, this is this isn't a guy with any type of family like, you know, qualities that he's that he's showing. You know, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but you, but as a guy, you know, as a as a guy, you can you. We all know which guys are like the square guys who are going to be like reliable and dependable. You know that type of guy. As far as like relate, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that I would care as a man, but I'm just saying we know that there's different types of guys. You know, if there's, there's certain guys who, you know, if they get in a relationship, they're going to be, uh, you know, they don't. It's like it's like Chris Rock said, and we say it all the time, guys. You know, a man is only as faithful as his options. You know. And so, but these guys who are out living this this fast life, and living this, you know, like I said, gangbangers and drug dealers and rappers and blah blah yeah. stuff like that. There's no reason to think. I mean, these these guys are living their life. There's no reason to think that they're going to be faithful, uh, yeah. you know, boyfriends or, or good family same, men. And it's the same thing as a woman, right? You can't mm-hmm. go to these bars and these clubs and pick up these women that are that are getting drunk and are just like a whore, and then expect her to be Mother Teresa sure. when you when you start dating her the way the best way like and we spoke again we spoke about this a while back there's only two types of women there's bitches and there's queens and you want to you want to smash the bitches and you want to wife up the queen and so you know just put it this way if you if you take her to mom how is she gonna you want the girl who you're gonna date or wife up you want to take her home and you want your mom to be like, okay, this is a good woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about the, can she cook? Can she clean? That's all kind of like irrelevant, right? Mm-hmm. What really matters is, okay, is this girl going to support you? Is she going to respect mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Is she going to be there for you when times are rough? Mm-hmm. You know? And... um. It's hard, though. It's hard nowadays to find that. And that's why I always say, like, well, my wife, you know, yeah, we have these little petty arguments, but relationship, typical relationship arguments. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I know that I have a good woman. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, to, it's hard to come around these days. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to just let that go, you know? Um, yeah. Um, but, but, uh, 
you know, people always show you who you who they are. You know, the signs are always are always right there. Oh That's- yeah, all the like, even even when me and my wife were first dating, the same issues or the same petty arguments we argue about now is what we argued about when we were only one month dating. Mm-hmm. That has not changed. Mm-hmm. But like I said, those are they're just typical relationship problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, with, with the single mothers, you know, the single mothers, like I'm saying, like I keep saying, they date certain types of guys and then they turn around and say, well, all men are dogs, all men are this or that. You know, a lot of black women won't even date just regular guys, regular black guys with a job. You know, they yeah. won't even do that. They'll date certain type of guys who with a high likelihood that those guys are not going to be, like I said, stable fathers. And well, they'll turn around and say, well, all men are dogs. And that's well, another example of women not being, you know, being held accountable for their for their choices or holding themselves accountable for the choices they make and the men that they choose. And the problem, the problem also is that, look, for example, a woman that makes six plus fig, six figures or more, mm-hmm. right? Or, or let's say a guy first. Let me put the guy first. A guy that can make, let's say he makes more than six figures a year. Mm-hmm. He can go to Starbucks and get coffee and see the girl that's preparing this coffee and say, wow, this is the most beautiful girl I've seen in a long time. I want to get to know her. I want to get to meet her. I don't care that she's a Starbucks, that she works at Starbucks and probably gets paid minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Now flip the script. A woman that makes six plus figures can go to Starbucks and see a very good looking dude making her coffee. And the first thing she'll say is he's good looking, but he works at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And she won't want anything to do with them mm-hmm. unless she's just a hoe or she just needs some type of physical pleasure just for that one moment because she probably hasn't had any in so long. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Right. Right. Like, OK, for example, um, we spoke about this movie a couple of days ago. Daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. If in real life. Um. Gabrielle Union would not even look at Idris Elba twice. <laughs> you know, I mean, in the movie, yeah, because they made it all fictitious, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, Gabrielle Union's basically a high, high, high-priced uh, lawyer, and she gets put on a case with a with a dad that has three daughters, and he's kind of just a mechanic, and. Uh, she basically falls in love with him, um, even though, you know, society tells them that they shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. But in real life, that lady would never look at him the same way. Mm-hmm. Just the movies. Yeah. Um, and, 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 the, and the worst part is, is that women will not accept that. That's how it really is. They won't admit it. You know, just oh. like. Just like a woman has to throw it in everybody's face that she's independent and she doesn't need a man to pay for his for her bills or whatever. Why does she have to throw that out there? I don't know if you ever noticed this, guys, but women who walk around with their arms crossed in a subtle way, a woman who walks around like that 
it's a sign that that's not really like a happy, it's not a happy woman, you know, just in general. That it's kind of just a woman who's, you know, like she walks, like she, she her general mood and her attitude is kind of a foul attitude or, or mood. Um, but that's just something that ever since I was in college, I noticed that. And I think it can kind of be a tell sign. So that's something for you guys. To, I don't know if anybody else has ever thought about that, but if you no. have uh, something to consider, <laughs> something to consider. Yeah, but see, my biggest thing is, and I've told you this before, it's very, very, very rare that a man gets blindsided when a woman come comes at him sideways, or something happens where he didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. It, the man is either blind and stupid or he knew it and he just chose to to look the other way and hope for the best right mm-hmm. when when a woman cheats on a man most men i think can tell you that they could have saw it coming or that they saw it coming mm-hmm. you know it's rare where like everything's all great and then out of nowhere your wife you found out your wife or your girlfriend was cheating on you. Little by little, you can start to see the issues. And, you know, and so what we mean with the red flags is that all of these red flags account to once a woman, uh, when a woman's toxic, you can see why she's toxic. She has all the red flags. Yeah, all the, it all adds up. All the, Mm -hmm. if you add it all up, it it makes sense as to why Mm -hmm. she's, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's, if she's like, like I said, the social media, if she's out here doing these challenges where, or she's dropping her, she's shaking her ass and she's showing her titties or she's at the beach and she has to put a picture of, look at the, the clear water, but her ass is right in the middle. You have to know that she's the kind of girl that loves attention, that loves male attention. Yeah. And once you start dating her, you cannot tell her, hey, can you not post these pictures because, you know, I don't want dudes out here to see you or I don't want, like, you know, I don't want you promoting yourself. What? How do you think she's going to react? Well, you met me like this. Why do I have to change now? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned social media, and you mentioned like them having like you know, like the eyelashes, like the stuff that's like uh, like a, like I said, like the stuff that's saying like see me. Well, I mean, I'm saying like like look at me, you know. Um, yeah. And it's all it all goes back to the same thing, which is advertisement. They're advertising themselves. Mm-hmm. They're advertising their sexual availability when they do that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, do you even, want do and do you want a woman that you that will put that you'll potentially get serious with do you want that kind of a woman i highly doubt it even women who um who are in relationships who you know i see that all the time like whenever i'm out and i see a girl and she's with her boyfriend but she's dressed like like she's single like she's at the club or something and it might be broad daylight. They might be going on. They might be. They might be going to a concert or whatever. They could be just just out for the day, just walking around or whatever. And and but they have on, you know, uh, 
it's a, it's not a, a low, a a low dress tax. that barely a dress that barely covers their ass. Yeah, they're show, you know they're showing their, their cleavage, showing their stomach, showing their thighs and their legs. That's a woman who's signaling that she's still available. You know, um, or so. or hey, look at me, guys. Yeah, just look like even though she probably wants nothing to do with the 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 many men that are that are gonna look at them. <laughs> Bless you. Ah. Bless me. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, COVID. She <laughs> she still wants she still, you know, like if I take like if you take a girl out <laughs> and she's dressed like a whore, mm-hmm. even though she doesn't want anything to do with the men that are looking at them, she still wants the attention. attention. Mm-hmm. She still wants the attention. But Even, and I, I mentioned a concert, and I know a lot of women will they'll get uh, dolled up to go to a concert. But if the difference between getting dolled up and looking nice, and then looking like you know, like, like complete, basically like like a complete know. like she's working on Figueroa Street or something. Yeah, exactly. That's saying, hey, you, know? you see me over here? <laughs> yeah, hey boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because and women and see here's the thing though. If you really think about it, like you said, there's a difference between being to be putting makeup on and you know looking nice, and it's another thing that you look like a fucking whore, right? Mm-hmm. And so you gotta ask yourself, you gotta or ask your girl, ask your mate, why are you dressed like that? Why do you feel like you need to show your cleavage? Mm-hmm. And she's obviously not going to tell you. Oh, I'm. It's because you know I want everybody to see it. You know she's going to tell you some BS like it's because I want to look good for you, babe. Mm-hmm. Or this is for you. You know I want I want you. Nah. Yeah, like the young yeah. kids today say, that's cap. That's cap. <laughs> uh, did you have any more red flags, guys? I have one. I just have okay for me the bit I I, it's social media I'm I'm just gonna just drop it there because they'll tell you they'll kind of give you a little insight you may not know who they are as a person but you can kind of get the feel for who what they are as a woman Mm -hmm. as a girl like as a girlfriend what what's your other red flag so my, my last one was, and it basically, like, everything I say ties in together. But it's that, you know, it's a woman who's not not agreeable, you know. I said a woman who doesn't smile, a woman who has her arms folded. Yeah. And, and you know, it all it all adds up to the same thing, which is uh, it's a woman who's, like, hard to get along with, you know. As a man, you know, you want a woman who's submissive and who, you know, it's basically just going to go along with whatever you say without putting up too much, you know, fight. Like, you want a, you want a woman who's going to... Um, who's going to follow you, you know? Uh, no man wants a woman who's going to be arguing with him on that, about every little thing and, and, and that type of stuff. You know, you want a woman. The, the, the trait and the quality that men look for in women more than anything else when they're looking for a girlfriend or a wife is agreeableness. You know, just being someone who's easy to get along with, somebody who wants to listen, who wants to follow a man, you know? So... The uh, one thing oh, like, doesn't matter how great of a woman she is. 
I don't care if she has all the green check marks of being the best wife, mm-hmm. the most loyal wife, the best mom. One thing you can guarantee is that 999 times out of a thousand, a woman will never apologize. No. She, the way she apologizes is by acting like everything's okay or giving you some type of sexual pleasure. That's mm-hmm. their way of apologizing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll take it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. If that's yeah. the best I can get, I'll take it. Yeah, because, if if, if, you know, like, this, this was, a woman's going to be a woman at the end of the day, you know. So if she at least, you know, she, if he's not going to say sorry, but she'll, you know, you know that she'll like she'll do it in her own way, where it's just like to, like you said, to you know maybe give you a blowjob or to just act like it, you know, like it's over, like it didn't happen or whatever. Um, and and she's, you know, you might as well uh, take it if that's the yeah. best you can get. You might as well take it. Yeah, as long as she's not just like a complete bitch, otherwise, you know. Yeah. But you know, and, and and as long as there's the fighting and the arguing, it's not. You know, I was saying that I, that you want a woman who's really just basically. I mean, I guess that's not really realistic, but I mean, in a in a dream world. You want a woman who's not going to do too much, you know, who doesn't have to be right all the time, who thinks it has to be her way all the time, who doesn't, who thinks she doesn't, who doesn't think she knows uh, everything, you know, um, you know, that's what, that's what men look for in a woman. And what I was going to uh, say is how does this tie in to uh, the Kevin Samuels quote is because like these, these red flags that, that we're naming, you know, this is all stuff that, you know, back when we held women to more of a standard. And we, you know, put women were in a position where they would be judged if they behaved a certain way. You didn't see all of these uh, these red flags like this. You know, it's only once we gave women the the freedom and, the, and feminism encouraged women that they can do whatever they want, be however they want, whatever. And there's no standard, and there's nobody who's going to hold them accountable or make them responsible for, or may try to make or make them feel a certain way for being a certain way. That's when all this stuff uh, started. You know. Uh, but there was a time when women were, you know, it was expected where there were expectations of a woman's behavior, the way she dressed, the way she behaved. And then once feminism came along and, and tried to dismantle, uh, you know, that way of, uh, of, uh, of, of being, uh, that's why we have the, you know, the situation that we have today. Uh, so. All right. So, well, so I, I know we wanted to talk about the NFL. I just ha- I have to switch it up on you real quick because I want to get this. What do you think of the new baseball generation of the Fernando Tatis uh, celebrating homers and doing all this stuff and Trevor Bauer acknowledging like, hey, man, he has every right. He hit a home run. Pitchers that, you know, that get upset and they want to be in the next. I remember we spoke about it last time. Like, it's good for baseball or, or do you like it? Sure, anything that that will make the game of baseball more exciting and have like and give the game more like, character. I mean, if you, I'm sure if you're a Dodger fan, it probably makes your blood boil because he did it to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But as a baseball fan, it's like, all right, man, it's time to like stop acting like like I don't think the 70, 80 year old white guys that that used to call baseball America's pastime. I don't think they really watch baseball like that anymore. Yeah, uh, so it's time to you say it's time to you know it's time to update the game to meet the new. But you know, I, I think it's it's interesting that a lot of fans 
a lot baseball is just such a traditional sport, I think. I mean, I think if they want to bring in if they want to bring in new fans, that might yeah. be a way to do it. But I think that the average baseball fan almost kind of no, I no, I think you're right though. As far as the like, you know, like guys not being able to celebrate and stuff like that, even the traditional fans, like the real diehard baseball fans, are like, you know, like come on, like it's not a big let's deal. See, yeah, you know? let's see some passion out there. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I agree with you on that. But you know, baseball is a, you know, it's more of a, it's more of a gentlemanly sport. I think if they were to become more like, you know. Uh, you know, like the WWF or something like WWE or something like that. <laughs> that would bring in that would bring in more fans. Do you but, think? You know. But do you think these old white guys are going to be like these damn Dominicans and Cubans and Puerto Ricans that come and shit all over our sport? You know, back when I used to watch baseball, when you hit a home run, put your head down and you round those bases. Yeah, I think it's always going to be guys like that. It's going to be guys like that, but you know. It's it's kind of like a you know even the the kind of the older guys because of this like you know era of like social justice and you have to be you know like these you, you have to be politically like, correct yeah nice to minorities and stuff like that you can't say anything negative they'll be aware of that and they'll you know like tailor their opinion to um to match that you know uh, to match that but social justice uh this social justice era that we that we live in you know. But you like you know a lot of the old baseball writers and stuff like that. Naturally, they might feel that way, but they won't. You know, they won't say that. You know. But <laughs> I think as 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 uh, as just if you're running baseball, if you're uh, if you're running ESPN or Fox, you have to love it because now the Padres and Dodgers is almost as close to must see TV as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like. In the early 2000s, the Red Sox and the Yankees, you know, the mm-hmm. hatred they had, the, the, and it was must, must see TV because they were in the playoffs every year. And they, and you know, the Yankees, you know, choked, choked the, uh, the playoffs away. Like, dude, if I'm ESPN or Fox, I'm happy, man. It's like, it's at the end of the day, it's entertainment. And what do you want to be entertained? And that's why I know me and you speak about it. Like fought like WWE, it's trash now because these guys sound like robots during their promos. There's no more gimmicks. There's no more characters. Like everybody's just a wrestler and they just play their own person. You know, there's no more Undertaker. There's no more Kane. There's no more DX NWO. You know, there's everybody just plays their their like a person. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's uh, why yeah. wrestling sucks now. Yeah, like like you know, like we were saying well, last time we talked about this subject about you know like, uh, like I was saying uh, uh, that you know even in basketball like there's not there's not the kind of characters that it was back mm-hmm. when when I was coming up you know like the real personalities you know mm-hmm. who you know, they were more than just basketball players you know um, it was you know like you know like Charles Oakley I saw Charles Oakley say something today about Zion. <laughs> how Zion is just like like guys are free said guys don't want to slide and move their feet anymore. And they basically just let him just bulldoze right through. And you know, it was just it was like cool to hear. I mean I don't I don't know. I think Zion is just a monster. I think he's amazing. But you know, Oakley was one of Oakley and Barkley and Rodman and those guys like that. Colorful mm-hmm. characters, you know, made the yeah. game more fun. You don't really have guys like that anymore. 
besides Embiid, like I, I said. mean, I think the players are better in terms of talent of what they can do, but like the physicality and all that, and like even just players that like you know, like someone like Stephon Marbury, you know, just characters and and personalities and you know the hip hop era and Iverson and you know Shaq and Kobe um uh you know just uh you know but or it could just be that we're getting older man yeah and, I, and to your point about the players being better uh one thing i have noticed is that uh you know, I was looking at some. I was I was looking at some old Lakers games recently, looking at mm-hmm. um like at at uh at like you know of you know Kobe basically you know and I was just, I mean I wasn't looking for that, but it's something that I noticed while watching the old game from back on you know the, the last few championship years with Kobe from 08 to 010. and you know how you know it, it was true that you know was Jordan a better player than Kobe yeah, but by the but Kobe was kind of you know Kobe was you know the more skilled player you know he had a better handle. He had a better shot, you know. It's just, and you know, he looked like a little bit more fluid out there from a from a skill point of view. Jordan was a better athlete, but now, and I was looking at Kobe and realizing that, you know, Kobe almost seems now kind of like outdated, almost compared to some of the guys that are you know out here today. Yeah. You know, like Kyrie and Jason Tatum and some of these guys. So it's just that's just the game. You know, the game is always evolving and moving forward. And the players yeah. are always getting more well, skilled. Look at yeah. look at the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Jordan's dunk contest in '88. You put that in today's dunk contest, he'll he'll be lucky if he gets a a, a seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, and that's how the game. That's how the game is evolving, and and you know. But I think Drew Holiday made the best point. He goes, I I think he said something along the lines of. I hope kids aren't watching Steph Curry because and going out there and thinking they can do what he does because they can't. Only Steph Curry can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can attempt, you know, and that was that's that's why Steph Curry. I think had he been a part of Nike, he would have had probably the best selling shoe of the past five years, other than Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's just that nobody can fuck with Under Armour. And so it's kind of like, you know, you know, unless you're like a suburban kid, mm-hmm. then maybe. But, you know, Steph Curry's probably the only player that at, at his level that you could go out there and do what he does on the court. Yeah. And, and mimic you, him. Mimic you him. You can't it. go out there and mimic Jordan. You can't go out there and mimic LeBron. You can't go out there. I mean, maybe his fadeaways, but his dunks, his layup, you can't do that because yeah. you don't have that height or that and, athletic ability. And you can go out there and dribble and just toss up, you know, 30-foot threes. Yeah, and and that was, um, you know, that's always been the case is that, you know, the smaller the player the more relatable he is to the young kids and they feel like they can do what he what he can do. And that's why Shaq was never, you know, the big men are never as popular as the guards, you know. I mean, just imagine just having that swoosh logo and the, like, he would have just been even more popular. Yeah, LeBron is more, LeBron is, 
very, I mean, he's, you know, he's very famous and he's very popular with like the kids who are like actual, like basketball players, you know, you know, like who are like trying to, you know, who are playing high school and yeah. playing college, who have be like yeah. dreams of going to the league or something like that. But as yeah. far as like just little kids, like the average kid, you know, playing in the playground, you know, it's, it's, it's Curry, you know, and before that it was, it was Kobe, you know, and Jordan. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, and, no, and nobody really looks out for LeBron's shoes. Right. But, and nobody looks out for Curry's shoes because it's Under Armour. Mm-hmm. So. But nobody really looked out for Shaq's shoes. Either. That's why I mentioned Shaq because, you know, I was thinking about Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, that's because just... Shaq wasn't on Nike, though. Huh? If Shaq had Nikes, maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, the Uh Very quickly. The, the draft is on uh, is on Thursday, the NFL draft. Um, it's pretty much, I mean, we know that Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to uh, the Jaguars. Zach Wilson is going to go number two to, uh, to the Jets. Um, at number three, right, it seemed like it, the 49ers are picking third. It seemed like it's going to come down to Trey Lance or Mac Jones, right? So Justin Fields somehow is not even in the, the conversation, right? If it were you, Right, if you had to pick, who would you take third overall? I'm reading something on CBS real quick. It says the Niners might, are looking to go towards Justin Fields. Actually, really, that's what CBS said. Yep, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I, I, I was but, saying that it was going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones, but okay. But that could be because. They're probably looking, but they just they draft they traded to go up, right? So it's not like they're looking to put his name out there to see if somebody really wants him. They'll trade up for him. Mm-hmm. But I I would go with Justin Fields just because even though he may not be the better quarterback overall when it's all said and done, he's the safest pick. And if mm-hmm. you're a G, like, don't overthink it. Look what happened with Mitch Trubisky. You know, they, Chicago tried to get cute. And they, like, Patrick Mahomes, he kind of came out of left field. Nobody nobody in their, in, in their right mind thought Patrick Mahomes would be what he is now, right? Mm-hmm. But, they, but Deshaun Watson? You didn't draft Deshaun Watson, a guy who lit up Alabama back-to-back? Mm-hmm. And you didn't take him? You took Mitch Trubisky from North Carolina and they only had one year of, but, of film but, on him? But in their defense, nobody really was really looking at Deshaun. Nobody thought that nobody saw Deshaun Watson being the type of franchise quarterback that he is, though. But he so, but he was but he was the safer pick. And usually in the NBA and in the NFL, you're it's better to go with the safer pick. Because those are the ones that pan out the most. You right. reach for these want... players more often than not. You kind of, you know, you kind of get in trouble. You know. Yeah, Just... and you want if as a GM, you want if you make the safe pick and it doesn't work out, you won't get roasted for it. You know, because everybody exactly. will make the same pick. You know, exactly. Um, so I will go with Justin Fields. Yeah, the Mac Jones thing. I never really got that. You know, like I like Mac Jones, but I don't know. Like he, he's the time about how. He's not a dynamic, you know, quarterback uh, option. Uh, 
the Trey Lance went to North Dakota State, so he's more of a you know the type of competition he really went up against. It's like you know it's it's hard to really gauge. But Justin Fields, you know, uh, I mean the the main knock on Justin Fields is that he stares down his his, yeah. his receivers like he he's a one read quarterback, you know. So he looks, he makes the first read, he looks at his first option, and then if it's not there, he just, you know, he takes off, you know. Uh, but his, his, his but, passing numbers are... But I feel like that's where, if you get him with Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. up, in, up, in, up at the 49ers, he can work with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to take a couple years, but you got Jimmy G. You can learn under Jimmy G. Take a couple years. And he can learn, you know. Mm-hmm. If he has the accuracy, and he has the arm strength, and he has the versatility of running, you can work with his IQ. It'll take a couple years, but the problem is, is that now nobody has the patience. Remember, I always bring up patience when it comes mm-hmm. to YouTube videos, when it comes to podcasting. It's it's even like that with quarterbacks now, bro. Like if you're drafted in the first round. They want you to start immediately. If you don't start immediately, what do they say? Ah, oh, he's not good enough. That's why he's not starting. Remember mm-hmm. before? It was almost a given that even if you were the number one overall pick, you were going to sit for a year. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they just, you know, they don't care, man. But I, um, I, uh, I think the thing is that, you know, even if he's not Russell Wilson, right? Like, you know, we're talking about black quarterbacks here. Even if he's not the Russell Wilson, you know, um, type of, uh, so like Russell Wilson is basically like the highest IQ black quarterback ever, right? So, then, so you know, what are you trying to say, Wilson? The black quarterback <laughs> is stupid? <laughs> so back when we were younger, right? Like we had Mike Vick who came in. You know, Donovan McNabb was really a higher, you know, he was like a higher IQ quarterback than Mike Vick. Vince Young came in. Vince Young was more like a, like a big Michael Vick. You know, Justin Fields was such a talented passer. They, they, would, they would rely more on their, like, athletic abilities. Yeah, that's the first thing they would do is they would, if, if nobody was open right away, they would just run. You know, you know, Justin Fields at least makes the one read. You know, <laughs> this young sometimes was, he would just he would just barely scan the field. He wouldn't even make a run. <laughs> yeah. So so you know with um with Justin Fields um even if he's not Deshaun Watson or uh or Russell Wilson or somebody like that you know the quarterbacks that we um you know, like for example like Lamar Jackson you know that was a black quarterback who he's not you know the, the traditional pocket passer but he's a you know he's a he's a he's a good passer. And you know he's perfectly fine. He won an MVP. You know, so you know, the 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 floor for these type of quarterbacks, these black quarterbacks that come in, it's not it's not what it was fifteen or twenty years ago. You know, and Michael Vick was you know he he won a lot of games, but numbers wise, he wasn't really as, as a passer. You know, it was it was subpar until he had that one year in uh, in Philadelphia. You know, Vince Young he won some games too for for a couple of years there, but you know, so you know uh, you know Dustin Fields. Safe to say, he could be at least a, you know, like a, uh, you know, a Lamar Jackson type of, um, uh, you know, uh, player at quarterback. Uh, not the athlete that Lamar Jackson is, but but a better passer. And like Galvez was saying, playing under uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, you know, just like if they have Lamar Jackson in that system in, in Baltimore that's built around his strengths. You know, uh, you put um, 
you put uh, you put Justin Fields with with, uh, with Kyle Shanahan, that could work. All right. So before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailbag questions to WilsonReportRedux at gmail.com. We are out.